This week on MMA Mayhem Radio, we will be talking to Bellator 96 contestant Jacob No. He's in the sights. He's ready. Aim, fire. That's right. The sniper, Ricky Rainey, will be making his appearance at XFC 24 Collision Course and World Series of Fighting contender. His name is Kendrick. Big problem. Myrie will be blessing us with his presence. Offer you here on MMA Mayhem Radio. Guess who's back? Coming at you from CSB Studio C in Atlanta, Georgia, the Beer Battered Sports Network presents MMA Mayhem, where MMA matters the most with Brad Storm. The best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. And George, the MMA Encyclopedia Kinnebrew. I'm going to do my thing, and when I do my thing, my thing will be done. To give you the lowdown on the world of mixed martial arts, it's MMA Mayhem on the BBSN.com. Yeah, yeah, hey, hey, I said guess who's back, back up in the building. I was gone for a minute, but I'm back to make a killing. I'm here with my crew. Yeah, you know what it do. MMA Rayham Radio, we coming straight for you. Yeah, y'all thought I was out, but I was getting myself together. Coming back with my boys because we about to get this chill. Got the boy Storm and the boy Greaseball. Got Joel on my left, so you know we about to ball. You know what it is. So shawty, what it do? It's the MMA Encyclopedia, George. Can of brew. I'm back for the attack, and all your haters just whack. And like Diddy said, go on and take that. What's going on, y'all? And if you didn't know, you can suck on my sack. Yes, sir. What's going on, y'all? You know what it is, man. The MMA Encyclopedia back in the building, man. What's happening, man? I, I I was gone, gone for a minute, man, but I'm back, man. I just had to get myself together. You know, everybody need a little break, need to, you know, get their mind right. So, you know, I, I'm back in the place to be, man. I miss my brothers here, man. The boy Brad Storm, when it rains, it pours. The boy Greaseball, always holding it down. My boy Joel over here on the right, holding down the ones and twos, man. It's good to be back in y'all presence, fellas. Wow, it is awesome that you are back, Mr. MMA Encyclopedia. And, you know, we did miss you, and uh, we wish that you were with us last week, but we held it down for you to give us that killer rap. Awesome, dude. I loved it, man. It was fluid. I, I didn't know if you had it in you or not. But, oh, yeah, uh, man. You, you got, know we turn up around You here, got man. the job done. You know what, man? You know we turn up around here, man. Yeah, tune up. Tune up. Turn up. Turn up. You got to tune up. Hey, man, you were making it rain last week. I hope you didn't party too hard. Man, let me tell you something, man. I was up in that thing, man. Them, them girls, they, they kind of took a little bit out of me. Bubbles. Man. That's right. Bubbles, man. Let me tell you something. That Bubbles Mercedes was off the chain. All of that stuff. I'm telling you. Grease, man. I, why, why you had to put me out like that, man? Why you had to say I got drunk and got stranded and all that other stuff? Well, what's going on? I did not say you got drunk or stranded. I said you took quarters to the, to the strip club. No, I thought I heard yeah. you say something about stranded. But anyway. You made it hell. Whatever. Anyway, but one but but one thing we're gonna make it make it do, man. We're gonna make it make it happen yeah, yeah. with these topics today, man. Yeah, What's you know, going on? And, and you know, there's a lot of things going on in MMA and it, it looks like uh big news here from Invicta and uh, uh there's alleged uh, a manager out there named Brett Ashley allegedly is man forcing his way on uh, female fighters and uh, I guess Sarah Malloy has been one of those uh, victims allegedly and uh, 
you know, this was about to, bound to happen in uh, sports. I mean, MMA, uh, the females, they're very attractive. Uh, um, they're around them all the time. I'm not saying that's a good thing. You shouldn't be doing that, uh, managers. Uh, lesson learned here. But uh, this, if this goes down, and this is legit, this is some big accusations for Mr. Ashley. Yeah, man, I don't know what's going on, man. These managers and stuff, you know, they get a little crazy, get a little carried away and, and all this other stuff. I mean, I understand that you're supposed to care and you're supposed to look out for your clients and all this other stuff. But I mean, you know, if they coming back talking about, you know, you a little bit, you know, too much on them and stuff, or if you're getting a little bit too close, you know, that's not a good look, man. Yeah, like in our job over in the government, man, they always have, um, I guess, uh, sexual harass or harassment classes. And maybe that needs to be provided to uh, certain individuals in the management field as far as combat sports goes. What's your thoughts, Reese? Well, I personally think, why in the, would you need, you know, any type of HR from from sexual harassment? I mean, you know, right. you know basic boundaries of anybody when you get too close, when you say certain things. We all have mothers. We all have certain etiquette, you know, and that's business that they're conducting. So, you know, for me, it's like HR, it, no, that's, well, you're right. And, and it's multiple offenses. So it's not, it, it seems more like a care, an alleged character flaw to me. Yeah, and you know, it's a no-brainer, but some uh, companies do it to CYA, if you know what that means. Um, But uh, as far as this uh, individual, I guess the text uh, were continuing. Uh, One text would be, let's meet out. The next text would be, hey, I'll give you a hug. And then it would follow up with, hey, I'll give you a kiss. And, uh, you know... I just think that this is a no-brainer, guys. I mean, you should know your limits, even girls. I mean, some guys are not going to be wanting sexual advances from some females. And, you know, you just got to watch your back. But check this out, Brad. Uh, This is all I got to say about that. He over here doing this to these girls and his clients. Allegedly. Allegedly doing this to his female clients. Would you do that? Would he allegedly do this to his mom? Would you do that to your mama, man? Wait a minute. You wouldn't sexually harass your mother. No, I'm That's saying. Gross. No, I'm just saying. I'm, I'm just saying. Somebody to do it to your mother. Nah, nah, man. Not, not at all. That's not even the case. George, what the hell are you talking about right now? <laughs> well, uh, one of the uh, sad things about this, too, for, <laughs> for me is that he says... Um, that the that the young lady says that she was very torn about posting the article like she had done something wrong you know and it just shows her love for the sport you know well they were saying uh, they were making comments that it was a uh, tough he was saying that oh if you if you work with me I'll get you some good fights and that she went back to boxing and doing some boxing matches and didn't even go back to uh, Invicta so that that's a big problem women shouldn't be afraid uh, to speak out on this uh, and they that they shouldn't be tarnished that's not something right. they're doing that is of ill will. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's move it, moving on. Um, it looks like our my dreams come true. I don't know about you guys, but it looks like Barnett is making his way to the UFC with a multi-fight deal. What does this mean, MMA Encyclopedia, for the X, UFC? Simply put, Josh Barnett in the UFC, y'all heavyweights are in trouble with a capital T. So look out. Man, please. <laughs> I'm serious, man. Like, y'all don't understand. Y'all been sleeping on Josh Barnett, man. man please. I'm telling you, man. Y'all been sleeping on... Look, 
You could talk about Overeem. You could talk about Verdum. You could talk about JDS. You could even talk about Kane. I'm telling you, Josh Barnett is the real deal. Tell them, Storm. Tell them, tell them he's the real deal. Tell yeah, him. well, Barnett is currently ranked number six in the USA Today Sports MMA Junkie.com. And, you know, thanks for MMA Junkie anyways. And uh, he's considered the world's most talented free agent as far as a heavyweight's concerned. So MMA might be right, bro. Well, well I mean, far as top the top seven go i mean everybody above the top six needs to worry but i mean like who who didn't he just lose the well, cormier. cormier i mean right. that's daniel cormier it. though homes. I, I mean but that's daniel cormier I mean, bro but number seven man i mean it's, seven I, out of I, I, how many you're, you're, right. You're, 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 you're right no disrespect at all no disrespect at all. You I don't know, think and, the heavyweights are fearing him, but I think they need to open their eyes yes, because right, right. And, I mean, and that's that's everybody in the in the in And the check this out. And check this out, man. This guy has got worldwide status. This guy has competed with the likes of Fedor, he he uh Merkel Krokop, uh Big Nog, uh, uh Minotaro Noguera. I mean, Dan Henderson, the list goes on and on, man. Come on. How can you not respect the babyface assassin, man? Come well, on. I'm saying in this game alone, you have to respect every opponent you get into. Exactly. But, but this isn't like the second coming of Jehovah. I mean, I'm just saying. That's all He's I'm also saying. an excellent pro wrestler, by the way. So am I. Oh, come <laughs> on. Really? So, so am I, if given the right, you know, the right circumstances. And, uh, you know, I greasy, know you're... I, greasy grappling. I, I, <laughs> hey, there you go. Hey, George, has, you, has your phone been ringing off the hook? Has uh, a certain individual been calling you, wanting you to head out to CFA? Uh, I don't, I don't know if she did, <laughs> if she, if it is, man, I, I, I obviously didn't pay no attention. I, I guess, uh, you know, it must not have been that important. Well, hey, Fallon Fox, uh, she's been getting lots of notoriety in MMA and in combat sports. And uh, she's going to put her gloves back on and, uh, guys, this could be another, uh, grueling and hard-hitting knockout for Fallon Fox. I don't think, I don't see too many females standing a chance against her. I hope that is not true. I mean, I don't want to root against her, but at the same time, it's like the better she is, the more, what, controversy is yeah. going to cause. So, you know, I want her to do well, you know, but it's like, man, it's like it's a double-edged, you know, because if she, if she does well, uh, everybody's going to, of course, say, well, she's a man in a woman's league or she's a transgender. I'm in, confused. In a... But don't you want that? Don't you want that feud? Like, don't you want that kind of that controversy? Don't you want more ammo to, you know, well, kind of fuel you to want to be successful? Well, yeah. And your the, haters and, are your motivators, But the man. thing is, you know, okay, Fallon Fox, she's got the fuel. I heard she was allegedly going back behind scenes at uh, Invicta and causing some problems over there, staring down some fighters and causing some heat and trying oh, to get no. in a fight in the back room but uh that remains to be seen but that's what i've been reading um elena jones don't know too much about her comp uh, competition but i'm sure these females they want to put it to her they want to mm -hmm. be the first one to say right. hey i took her down mm -hmm. let's get her out of here as i said when we first started talking about Fa fallon fox my only concern is that if she hurts someone, you know, uh, and, and not being a hundred percent sure. Like, okay, on, people get hurt all the time. What do you, what do you mean? Exactly. Well, the thing is, okay, the whole transgender thing, you know, that's my issue. You know, it does she produce more testosterone? You know, is she like physically stronger? You know, and and just that, you know, be, being a man at first, you know, now being a woman, does some of that linger over? 
when testosterone starts flowing which is really prevalent when you're fighting you know because mm -hmm. the hormone right, right. you know is produced most then you know so i, I just don't want anybody to get hurt you know and, and the then, big and discussion then, too with a lot of big premiere uh podcasts uh with uh you know um they're saying like her skeleton her her, her bone structure that doesn't change once you have the change. Mm -hmm. You know, that doesn't do anything for them. And we'll discuss this more uh, towards the end of the show. But fans, feel free to chime in on our discussions at Facebook.com backslash MMA Mayhem Radio. You can also go on Twitter at MMA Mayhem Radio. And coming up next on the Couch Fighter Hotline, we're going to have Jacob the... Thank you. Oh, no. Only here on MMAMayhemRadio.com and CouchFighter.co. Bang! Soda can, 60 decibels. Tattoo gun, 75 decibels. Motorcycle, 95 decibels. Chainsaw, 105 decibels. Full volume through your earbuds, 120 decibels. Play it safe. Turn down the volume. To learn how to protect your hearing, visit ASHA.org. Hey, this is Bjorn Rebney, CEO and chairman at Bellator MMA. You are listening to MMA Mayhem Radio. All right, y'all. First guest will be facing off against Renato Babalu Sobral for Bellator 96, June 19th at the Windstar World Casino in Thackersville, Oklahoma. He is fresh from the gym. And he goes by the name of Jacob, the Psycho Noe. What's good, Psycho? Man, not much. Uh, thank you guys for having me on, man. I'm, I'm really excited about this fight. I've been training hard. Just got done wrestling in Syndicate with, uh, with Clint Hester from Ultimate oh, Fighter. Cool. He's All really right. strong. Awesome. It's a good practice, man. Mm -hmm. Cool, cool, cool. Well, guys, what we got? What we got for Jacob today, man? Who's who's going to start it off? Hey, Jacob. You know, uh, this this uh, fight brings a lot of challenges. And uh, as far as Babalu is concerned, uh, what does he bring to the table? And what have you been preparing for when you have to face him off against in June nineteenth? Well, I guess it's no surprise. Everybody knows that the guy has really good jujitsu. Uh, he's kind of slick with his submissions. And uh, he's kind of rounded with his submissions. Like, he doesn't, he doesn't go for just one thing. Um, so it's kind of hard to defend, you know, what a variety of submissions. You just have to be good at everything. Um, I think a lot, of, a, a lot of the game plan is going to be, to, of course, to try to keep it standing. Um, th that'd be the smart thing with Babalu. Um, I just, you know, I need to be conditioning and make sure that I can defend all of his takedowns and I just don't gas out and he gets takedown easy. So, yeah, man, we're working hard and uh, – I think it'll be a good fight for me. I really need this fight. Uh, he's a big name. I looked at his record. Only legends have beat him. I'm kind of excited about it. Um, it's a fight that I have to win. I'm just coming off a loss. So, you know, I, I'm doing everything I can to prepare. Mm -hmm. All right, Jacob, this is the MMA Encyclopedia here. Um, considering that both of you and uh, Babalu, you know, this is a very, this is a very uh, coincidental fight here. You and Babalu have both lost to the same guy, uh, Mikhail Zayetz. And, um, you know, I know you're trying to move on from that fight. So what do you think it is that you have learned from that fight with Zayetz that will help you prepare better for Babalu? Um, I think, I think Zayetz respected my hands a lot. I, I think I was a little too aggressive going against him. Uh, I kind I should have probably took the center of the ring and let him come to me. 
I worked my take down the fence a whole lot, and there was no way that he was just going to be able to shoot and get me down. I was so prepared for that, but I made a dumb mistake, man. Of course, he was moving. I tried to make him engage by kicking his legs, mm-hmm. and uh, when I did that, I think he set a trap. He was waiting on me. He was waiting on me to kick. He stayed way back. He played the outside. I kicked. As soon as I did, he knew it was coming. I just kind of feel like I, I, he out-strategized me. That's all. And uh, I just go in there and fight. I never had a game plan. I never had a um, watch video. I just I think also I underestimate, underestimate the guy. He's a lot smaller than me. But, man, the guy's the guy Sambo was really good, man. He was, he was really good on the ground. Once he got me flat and got me smothered, man, there was nothing I could do. Um, I, I, I made the swap over to Team Syndicate to help me clean up some of my mistakes what i learned from that fight is if the guy's going to respect you that much just take the center of the ring let him come to you um i will not ever set up i will never kick again without setting it up man like i said i just i defended takedown after takedown after takedown and then with me kicking my hands down i just gave him the takedown the russians are really good at catching kicks man it was kind of stupid of me but you live and learn you know every fighter has his day you know, it seems like yeah, he's talking about Zayats being a little bit undersized in that contest, but their their looks are deceiving, and you feel like uh, we're not fighters here in MMA Mayhem Radio. But we, I'd like to know, like, if somebody's pushing the pace on you, and they're pressing the pace, and they're pushing you against the cage, how do you reset that? How do you turn the tides and, like you said, get back to the center of the cage? Uh well, what I do is, of course, you know. You're going to feel that guy, he's going to push, he's going to push, he's going to push, but he's not going to be able to continue. Like, he'll have to take a break. And I think that you save your push, you defend him until you feel him start to let go where he has to rest, and then that's when you make your push. So um, I'm not really worried about, you know, um, Babalu putting me up against the cage too much as, as much as I am hitting the ground with him. Yeah, I, think, I feel like I have good wrestling, have good take down the fence up against the cage and in the center of the ring. I just can't give it to them and do something stupid. I think there, it's going to be a stand-up war, to be honest with you. I, I really do. I don't know about MMA Encyclopedia. But. Yeah, I, I think I'm kind of getting that same vibe, too. And, and speaking of stand-up fighting, um, Jacob, I don't, I, don't, I don't know if you noticed this, but uh, I, I've noticed about Babalu's fights uh, uh, lately. He's, he's been real suspect to a lot of knockouts and, and stuff. And, um, you know, being that you've made the switch from a different camp, have you kind of been working on your striking along with other skills to kind of exploit that weakness? Well, my base is boxing, and I'm a power puncher. I knock people out, man. When I hit them, it's good night. So, you know, I, I look at it as this, and, I, you know, I'm not going to talk about the guys that he's fought, but I know I have a lot of power, and I don't know if he's felt my kind of power. If I get a clean shot, he's going to sleep. Yeah. So, yeah. I, you know, I, I hope that, you know, it is a stand-up war. I hope he does try to challenge me in that area. I know that Babalu will try to fight you in every area, and, you know, I'll be looking for that. He is definitely tough as nails. And uh, as far as the fans go that are listening to MMAMayhemRadio.com right now, uh, tell us a little bit about your background. What got you started in mixed martial arts and made you the fighter you are today? Uh, I fought around uh, the Memphis area, Memphis, Tennessee. As a matter of fact, uh, in 99-2000, I was part of a team called uh, the Memphis Bad Boys, which was me, Joey Roberts, David Roberts, which runs Rampage SA, and, of course, Quentin Jackson. Uh, we fought around the local area, and the guys, I was the boxer of the group. They were all wrestlers. We all worked together and, and exchanged information. Uh, we were doing really good locally, and, of course, Rampage wanted to move out west because there was just nothing out there, you know. Right. Uh, as it, back, back in the day, 99-2000, UFC wasn't that big. So they made the swap, 
and uh, I was trying to pursue a boxing dream, so I set it home. Um, but, you know, a couple years later, I'm sitting there watching the TV, and I see how the MMA's taken off, man, so I ventured off myself. Cool. So, so, so what's been your inspiration? You know, you, you've been in the game for a long time, but, but what's, what's, what's been propelling you to, to stay with it? Man, I, I guess, you know, as a kid, you know, I having a dream watching, the, you know, the Ken Shamrock, the Hoist Gracies, and just being a fighter inside, man. It, you know, there's just those type of people that in their heart, it's in their blood. That's what they do. They're the competitive, and there's just no way of getting it out. So I got into it, and uh, watching those guys started with uh, karate and then ventured off into boxing. And, uh Man, I just love what I do, and you know, I, as a as a youngster, of course, you know, growing up, having a hard time in life, you know, I got into a lot of fights, used to get in trouble with it, and now I've, I've got something that I can feed my kids with, and, and something that I realize that I'm good at, so I love what I do, man, I love the atmosphere, I love the guys, uh, you know, every team that I train at, the guys are my uh, my family at Memphis Jiu-Jitsu, and at uh, Team Syndicate, man, they've took me in, and the guys have been really good to me, so I just enjoy it, man. Cool. Well, we enjoy you. And speaking on the, the subject of reminiscing while we're on this topic, we know every fighter, you know, just has that one fight that he's loved throughout his career or that he grew up watching. So what was your memorable fight growing up or your most memorable fight that you saw? Um, well, I've actually got two. Um, there's two of them and they're up in my, you know, I'll never forget them. Uh, my first one was my first pro fight. And actually, I'm fighting in uh, Tankersville, Oklahoma, but this was in uh, Tulsa, and I fought a guy by the name of Billy McDonald. Uh, yep. We fought at heavyweight. I think I knocked the guy out like a minute 30, man, but I just looked good in that fight, man. I hit him with everything. <laughs> everything but the kitchen sink, and the guy went out. So, you know, it was a memorable fight. Everybody was proud of me. And then, of course, the first time I won a pro belt at uh, Mid-South MMA Championship, I fought a guy by the name of Chris Hawk. We fought one time before as amateurs. We had a big turnout. He was undefeated. I was undefeated, and they ended up knocking him out. So, you know, it was good to finally win a, a professional belt and feel like that I accomplished something. So those two fights, man, they'll never go away. They'll be in my head forever. Well, you talk about those two promotions. One was ECL, and then one was Prize Fight Promotions. And now we step up to Bellator, and you are no stranger right. to Bellator. Explain to the fans out there listening uh, what the mentality needs to be uh, stepping into the cage tournament style. Um, you just can't stop. Even after a win, I realize that the first time. I like to take breaks. Of course, I've got family, and I train seven days a week. I'm one of the hardest guys in the gym that work, you know, and sometimes my coaches tell me that I might be overtraining. Um, so whenever the fight's over with, man, I like to spend time with my family and take breaks, but you can't do that in a tournament. I realize that now. It was a learning experience for me, uh, the first tournament. So I'm going to stay active. I'm going to stay with this team. I'm really excited about being with Syndicate. I'm going to try to soak up as much as I can and be the best fighter that I can, man. So, uh, but yeah, you know, I've learned a lot being with Bellator, of course. Um, just how, you know, you got to be conditioned, you got to do everything right, because if you're not, he's doing it too, and it's all the little stuff that adds up, man, getting to sleep, eating right, training right, preparing, you just have to do it, and you can't take shortcuts. Cool. Time for the greasy questions, man. Favorite food, man, let's go. Now that you, uh, you know, you got the foods, right? <laughs> Favorite food, what is it? Oh, man, it's going to be funny. The guys back home in Memphis is going to laugh about this one. I, 
everything. Oh, oh, okay. Even, <laughs> even when you're training? Anyway, everything. Our favorite fighter of all time. Uh, my favorite fighter, um, I would have to say it'd be my buddy, man. I, I really, I'm really inspired by the guy. He's from the same neighborhood I'm from. Uh, it was a rough neighborhood, and how he got out and turned his life around is Rampage Jackson, man. Cool. cool. Awesome, awesome. You kind of answered this one already, but just to make it clear, submission or the knockout, which one you going with? Man, I try to be balanced, whatever's there, but of course I like to throw them hands first. Mm-hmm. Okay, now ring girl or put a ring on it girl? Uh, you're getting me in trouble with this one. I have a girlfriend back home that I just put a ring on her finger. Nice. Uh, yes. That's it. Okay. Okay. So the transition. Cool. Okay. So with that, last one, the, the greasiest of them all, uh, karate or Kama Sutra? <laughs> karate or what? <laughs> <laughs> you said you go get him in trouble, Reese. You said you go get him in trouble. No, he can do Kama Sutra. I mean, he got a ring on that's it a, now. Karate style. or Kama, Kama Sutra? That's a you n- never style. heard of Kama Sutra? No. Man, I'm gonna stick with karate. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, in, in in the ring. Look it up. Look it up for uh, for for wifey to be. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, psycho. We're gonna have to wrap things up with you real quick, though. We got any sponsors? Any affiliates you want to make mention of? Uh, yes, man, I'd like to give a shout-out to Catawar Homes and Mike Catawar and Eagle Transportation. He owns both companies. He sent me out here to uh, to Vegas to, to get my training in, and the guy supports him, man, and I, I thank everything he's done for me. Well, yeah, you want to check him out, Bellator 96. It's going to be on June 19th. It's going to be in the heavyweight division. Jacob, the psycho, Noe, you're going to be taking on Babalu. Good luck to you, sir, and you have a great day. Thanks a lot, I hope to impress everybody and uh, appreciate the fan support. Coming up next on MMA Mayhem Radio, we gonna have Ricky, who called himself the Sniper Randy. He gonna tell you about that big fight he got coming up. So y'all stay tuned and listen. You are listening to MMA Mayhem Radio dot com. Yeah. What if you didn't care about being on the fast track instead of flying to the big interview? What if you flew somewhere else altogether? like a village in Botswana or a tiny island in the Pacific where needs are easy to see. What if you decided to share your skills with others and help someone else get ahead? Peace Corps, life is calling. How far will you go? To find out more, call 800-424-8580 or visit peacecorps.gov. My name is Stephanie Snowflake Egging. I'm a professional MMA fighter, and when I want the latest news in MMA, I listen to MMA Mayhem. Uh, uh. Right now on the Couch Fighter Hotline, we have a fighter that will be bringing the pain once again as he faces off against Reggie the Regulator Pena, June 14th at XFC 24 Collision Course in the Sun Dome, Tampa, Florida. I'm giving you the marksman. That's right, Ricky the Sniper. Rainy, what's up, sir? Hey, what's up? <laughs> hey, man. It's been a long time since I've seen you face-to-face, but it looks like every time we uh, come across or we cross paths, you are always winning, which is a good thing. But now, yeah, like yeah, exactly. And now Pena, he's on a two-fight win streak as well. Now, how are you willing to impose your will to get the important third win, bro? Um, you know, I'm staying with my game plan. I, I have a lot of um, help from my coaches who game plan for my fights. So I've been doing a lot of... You know, mixed martial arts, not only do I have to have the boxing, but, you know, I've been working on my Muay Thai and my wrestling and everything. So wherever it goes, um, basically, 
you know, I'm going to find the best, best thing I can do is try to find his weakness, you know, and uh, work from there. Really, I'm going to start off standing up, but, you know, as we go on, it's a mixed martial arts, so I get to choose wherever I feel comfortable with, and if he's not strong there, it's probably where I'm going to keep him. Okay, turn up, turn up, turn up. Okay, we we understand, like you were saying about the stand-up and everything, that's where it's going to start off. So we're going to go ahead and get to that. Now, we know that you're going to be the bigger man in this fight. We know you're going to have the size and the reach and, there and all that good stuff on him. So my question to you is that being that you will have all these advantages, will this allow you to dictate where the fight goes? Like basically saying, you're going to fight my fight. Um, yeah, what, I mean, the best thing to do in the fight is take it to wherever, you know, where you're most comfortable. So, you know, I didn't even know I was a bigger man. I was coming up in weight. So, hey, that's great to know. Um, yeah, I'm just going to just do what my coaches tell me and uh, go from there, see where his strengths are, see how strong he is to clinch. And we basically will start off standing up, though. So I'm excited to have somebody that's actual, uh has some traditional boxing and um, we can stand toe-to-toe and uh, see where it goes from there. Ricky, greasy here. Hey, what made that? What made you make that decision to to move up and wait? Um, you know, I'm just trying to just trying my best to um, keep things running with the XSC. You know, keep them happy. As long as they're happy, I stay happy. So, you know, um, I believe someone got injured in the fight, and I just saw this opportunity because I just finished fighting uh, about two, three weeks ago, and didn't didn't get any injuries. So. You know, it was a chance for me to step in and up, and and I'm glad to take it. Right. So, so sorry, sorry. So, is has it been tough? I mean, it, you would think it wouldn't be tough to to gain the weight, but but what has it been like for you uh, stepping up? I mean, any like oh no no, cardio? no. I walk around. I walk around heavy. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I cut I cut a lot of weight for 170. Right. And um, you know, that's where I originally started off fighting 205, and uh, made my way down as I went into the pros. And I just felt stronger at 170. I mean, I felt stronger at 170, and I could cut the weight. So, you know, if you can cut it, mm-hmm. I would advise doing it. You feeling good now? You feeling good? Oh yeah, I feel great. That's I mean, right. I'm not. I'm not have to. I don't have to diet too as hard as I normally do. Mm-hmm. So that's great, which keeps my energy level up and um, practices. I'm able to uh, go harder. Rainey, uh, who's mimicking uh, your opponent's style as far as uh, his striking goes as far as any of your training camp? I know he's a pretty powerful striker. You mentioned it earlier in this conversation. But who have you been training with to get better in that department? Um, Basically, all my my teammates. We're basically, we originated as a boxing school. So, really, I have a lot of teammates that are um, boxers. We have pro boxers as well at our school. And my coach is sure to bring people in. Um, to mimic him as well. You got anybody? You got like anybody that. in particular that is mimicking uh, it right now? Um, no, I really get punched in the head by all my teammates. <laughs> <laughs> good, good amount of them. Good a... amount of them. You know, really trying to work with Southpaws because I know he's a Southpaw. So, um, oh, okay. you know, we try to get as many Southpaws as possible. But I have a few teammates that are Southpaws, so it works out well. And it brings people from uh, Charlotte Boxing Academy to come help me out as well. Did they run you through the Shark Tank? Oh, yeah, the shark tank is full of them, full of killers. Speaking of full of killers, man, uh, we, we heard a lot about this uh, this Reggie Pena guy, and we heard that he's a pretty solid opponent, and we know he's an up-and-comer, and we know he's going to be a, a fairly formidable underdog against you. So 
I just want to go into your mind, just tap into your mind. Being that this guy is an up-and-comer and he's hungry to get a win against you, do you still approach him as he's that seasoned veteran, as he's, you know, been here before? Like, do you still have that same mindset of looking at him as, you know, he's been here before? Uh, yes, I, and I'm I'm actually honored to fight somebody that's, um, that's a seasoned vet. Um and really, I look at them as uh, look at all opponents. You first, get, you got to go in there and see what's working and what's. This is a chess match. Uh, it's a violent chess match. So yeah. when you get in there, you got to see what's working and what's not, and um, just pick pick your shots and you know go from there. I'm I'm just happy to be in there and uh, be able to test my skills against someone that's had more experience. Hey, Ricky, too, you say it's a violent chess match, and it's chess for a reason because you got to be intelligent as well to be in the cage. Um, we talked about XFC and, you know, making them happy. Uh, there's been a lot of news uh, surrounding the XFC as of late uh, concerning certain individuals. Do you have any thoughts of what went down recently with the XFC? Um, really, I have nothing to do with that. I think it was uh, something to do with contracts and things like that. Or, yeah. you know, it's a lot of, it's a lot of ways to get into drama with fighting and all that stuff, but um, I really stay clear. I keep them happy, so I can't really um, can't really say anything about that. You know, there's a lot of new talent coming in and out, and so you know, if one leaves, another one has to get replaced. In the day. Exactly, and you know, being an up and coming fighter and people that are listening to the show and maybe following your career, do you have any advice to give to the fans or upcoming fighters? Uh, about who to choose as far as their management company goes, the importance of their management company, and what management company you currently use. Um, right now, I'm under, uh, well, I'm going to stay under bread and butter management is uh, Michael Allen. What I oh, say yeah. When it comes, yeah. What I was saying when it comes to managers, make sure you know they got your interest at heart. They're not just throwing you in there to make yourself a quick buck. They're actually trying to you know build you as one of their fighters and, you know, you know, be with you every step of the way. You don't just, if you really, if you feel like somebody's just using you for money, you might want to get out before you get your brains pushed out your hmm. ear or something. Speaking of a best interest at heart, Sniper, now say if this Reggie Pena guy does not have your best interest at heart, say he's sitting back looking at you like, all right, yeah, this guy's the sniper and everything. He's got a good win streak, but you know what? I can still compete with this guy, man. What, what do you have mm-hmm. to say to somebody like that? <laughs> well, he might the have. Way I think of it is um, respect is um, definitely earned, is not given. So, you know, people can think however they want, but once the cage closed, you know, the story's going to tell itself. So however he feels about it, it's fine. You know, whatever gets people pumped up, everybody does something differently. But, you know, I'm just coming in there with my game plan, and I have no animosity, no anger towards anybody. That usually doesn't work well for me in fights. I'm just coming in here to impose my will and do what my coaches say, and that's usually what gets me my hand raised. Cool. Okay. Let, let, I, got, I got a question for you. Man. All right. So. You walk around your neighborhood, you know, you hit the mall, you know, you do all that, you know, or you're in your element where you hang, you know. Are you a rock star, you know, in your dwellings? Do the girls, that's not even that, do the girls, I mean, are they getting at you now, man? Do you have groupies? <laughs> I mean, what's, what's, what's going on? Are what's, you picking them off? Yeah. Well, I, I, well <laughs> I mean, any athlete has some type of groupies, but, you know, 
I have a girlfriend, so those things that may. I try to focus on my career, so I'm happy where I'm at. But, you know, just like all athletes, there's mm-hmm. always a groupie, one or two somewhere, but that's not my focus at this point. My focus is my career, and if I did focus on that stuff, then I wouldn't be that important because I wouldn't be winning. Right, right. Well, cool. So, but the success, are, are, are you feeling it? Are you feeling any, any uh, you know, uh, I guess somewhat like fruits of your labor, you know, and, and, and how is that? How, is how it, does that feel? Or is it fruits of your loins? <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> oh, it's the same. It's like, um, am I like feeling myself? No, 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 like... not, not, at all. Not, not at all. 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 I'm just saying like, oh. what is, is, I, I mean, can you feel can you feel the fact that, you know, that 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 you have arrived yet or or, you know, or, are you still, you know, kind of, you know, every oh, day? I- yeah, I feel like I'm still rising. I'm um, I try not to get the big head. I've done that once and I lost right, one. Right. So mm. we're done with the big headed thoughts, and um, I really try not to stay in the media. That's why I've deactivated my Facebook and things like that. I try not to stay in the media because that stuff will blow your head up or put you down. So mm. I'm just mm-hmm. hey, focused. You focused. Focus. That's what's up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Speaking of that, and say after this fight you get the victory, uh, is there any chance that you'll get a rematch against? Buck Nasty. Um, I'm not really sure. My um, coach posted it on my wall about who they like me to fight, and nobody really <laughs> cared to see that. Um, really, uh, you know, I'm. We actually had our back and forth time, and we used to train together and stuff. But you know, he got the he got the win, and really, if it doesn't come up again, it's not going. I'm not a hater. Right, right. It takes a lot of energy to be a hater, so. You know, I did that to myself. So if it comes again, then I'll take the fight. But if not, I'm not going to sweat it. I'm just going to keep going forward. That's it. You got to stay focused, man. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was the one, the only, the snipe man, Ricky, the sniper, Rainey, going to put it down against Reggie, Mm -hmm. the regulator, Pena, XFC 24 collision course. Mm -hmm. And if you want to catch up with Mr. Rainey, please follow my man on Twitter at Ricky Rainey MMA. Did he shut that down? Hey, uh, Ricky, you got any sponsors and affiliates you want to make a shout-out to before we let you go? Uh, sure, yeah. I'd like to um, thank my sponsors, TNT, that's Total Nutrition Technology, for all the um, great sponsors, Apocalypse MMA. Yeah. They're really looking out for me, mm-hmm. greatly looking out for me, great website. And um, really just give a shout-out to my team, my coaches, Phil Wills, Michael Allen, and everybody that's following. Just keep following, and I promise to put on the show for you, you guys. All right, Ricky, take care, man. You have a great day. All right, thank you, guys. All right, y'all, if you move, you lose, so please stay tuned because this next fighter will be making his debut on the World Series of Fighting 3 in Vegas on national TV. This is a big deal, or shall I say a big problem. He is Kendrick Big Problem Myrie, up next on MMAMayhemRadio.com, and our home is CouchFighter.co. Attention, MMA fans. Are you looking for some action to heat up your summer? Well, check this out. On June 14th, live from the USF Sundome on Access TV, Tampa, Florida is going to turn up as Extreme Fighting Championships presents XFC 24 Collision Course, featuring some of the best hard-hitting action around from your favorite XFC stars. In the main event, you'll see Scott Hot Sauce Holtzman trying to obtain XFC lightweight gold despite past controversy. Can he get it done? 
done. Also, Ricky, the sniper Rainy, trying to make it three wins in a row. Will the sniper find his mark once again? And the master of cool going to be strutting his stuff back into the cage as he will continue his undefeated streak of destruction. Or will Eric, it's a rap Reynolds, redeem himself in explosive fashion? Don't miss out on this epic event of the summer as XFC will bring to you another red hot night of fights. Bell time is 7 o'clock p.m. Doors open at 6.30 p.m. Get your tickets at BeAFanTickets.com or wherever tickets are sold. So with that being said, are you ready for a collision course? Then let's do it! This is Mark Pavlich, Black Prince of MMA, the owner and president of the number one mixed martial art organization in Canada, and you're listening to MMA Mayhem Radio. Hey, hey. I want to give a shout-out to King Ice. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you already know what time it is. It's interview time, so it's time to turn up once again. And who we have on the show making his way only from our good friends on the Couch Fighter Hotline. He will be making his big debut at World Series of Fighting 3 from the Hard Rock Cafe and Casino in Las Vegas, Nevada against Krasimir, the wrestler, Minlav. Ladies and gentlemen, it's a big problem. It's Kendrick, Myrie, Myrie. What's going on, bro? Hey, man. Thank you, man. No problem. No problem. Doing fine, man. Uh, hey, man. I, I know this is um a, a big, big time for you, man. Big fight you got coming up on national television, man. I, I just want to know, dude. Do you feel any pressure being that this is the first fight on national TV, man? Let us know. Uh, to be honest with you, man, I, I don't feel no pressure, man. Uh, I come from a, a, a wrestling background out of Michigan, and um. We, I'm used to performing in front of big stages, believe it or not. And I mean, I know that was uh, years ago, but uh, I mean, I actually wrestled in um, at the uh, Detroit Silverdome, which holds 60,000 people, and so I'm familiar with big crowds. My first pro fight actually was on Fox Sports, so that the pressure on um, doing things, uh, being on television, doesn't bother me. I'm used to being under the spotlight. I train with big names. Uh, as soon as you guys called me, I was just, I just got through uh, taking the aspirin from Alistair. Uh, oh, down here, yeah. <laughs> I know, right? So yeah. I mean, it's nothing. You know, this guy can't throw nothing at me that these guys down here at uh, Boca Raton are throwing at me. So uh, I'm getting good training in. So I'm not worried at all. Uh, as far as uh, training over in Boca Raton, there's a lot of distractions over that way. How do you keep focused over in Boca Raton? Man, it, it, you know, for me, it's not distraction down here. For me, it's more about uh, learning, and I'm also I, I have to stay focused, man. I, I train with uh, some really uh, high-class strikers. And so I can't let uh, I can't keep my head on the swivel. I got to keep it looking straight forward because uh, down here you can easily get your head knocked off. So it's it's just training down here is serious, and, and um, it's a serious uh, business that I'm in. So they, no they, distractions whatsoever. They steer you clear of all the pretty ladies in Boca Raton, huh? Yeah. It's hard. It's hard, <laughs> but I'm doing it. <laughs> all right, Kendrick. We know that you and your opponent, Krasimir, are both undefeated. And being that both of y'all are undefeated, what edge do you think you have against him in this fight to give him that first loss? I am very, very versatile. That's what people uh, probably haven't seen a lot of versatility from me. Uh, I have a lot of talent. Uh, like I said, uh, I, can, I can fight off my back. I can fight off the top position on the ground. I could fight standing. I could fight running backwards with my arms tied behind my back. <laughs> nice. You know what I'm saying? With one arm. So I, I, I can do a lot of different things that people haven't seen yet. And the only probably reason that people haven't seen it because I haven't faced an opponent that makes me have to use all my tools yet. 
throw. If he if he stops one two, he got to deal with the next one. Hey, Kendrick, uh, for the many fans out there listening to MMAMayhemRadio.com, uh, can you give a little bit of a background how you got involved or became, became involved in MMA? Uh, when did it start? Uh, it started, um, I want to say, 2009. Um, I ran into a guy by the name of Ron Jacal Carnero. Oh, yes, yeah. sir. Yes, sir. Yes. And we actually just bumped heads on the streets of Atlanta, uh, honestly. And uh, oh, wow. me, uh, we just uh, talked about different things. You know, me and him share a grappling relationship. That's my jiu-jitsu coach. That's my uh, head coach. And so he just told me to come into the gym, and the rest is history, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've been fighting ever since, undefeated in my amateur career, undefeated as a pro, and, you know, just been knocking them down. Hey, man, and there ain't nothing wrong with learning anything from Jacal, man. He's one of the best in the world, man. I love, love that guy, man, Juan Jacal Coronero. And uh, speaking of guys that have kind of brought you in, we know you training down there in Boca Raton with the Black Zillions. I mean, it's it's millions of guys you can learn stuff from, but who has been that mentor or that guy that has personally pulled you to the side and taken you up under his wing? I, I would have to say um, down here in Boca Raton, from, like one of the big names down here is uh, Overeem. Um, he's like big brother down here, of course. Uh, he really has uh, boosted my confidence. I mean, every time I get in there and I train with him, I'm, st- I'm standing in front of an athletic guy like that. I mean, he makes everybody else seem uh, minute to me. You know what I'm saying? So being able to uh, exchange information and striking tips and stuff with Overeem and um, – you know, it, it's been he's been a he's been a big help in my career as far as boosting my confidence. You know, big cool. time. Cool, Greasy here. Hey, tell us about getting the call from the uh, World Series of Fighting and what it meant for you in your career. Man, it it meant a lot. Uh, it, it it told me that I wasn't doing this for nothing. I wasn't doing this to stay at a small uh, stay on a small circuit when it comes to fighting. Um, it, it it was a bench. It's definitely a benchmark for me. You know what I'm saying? To be able to fight for an organization like World Series, to me, they're, they are up there. That I, I consider them like a number three promotion. I could even say number two because of the level of competition that they have. They have mostly uh, UFC veterans, I mean, big-name veterans uh, on their uh, fight roster. So, to me, that, that's a, that tells me that I'm, I've, I'm part of the elite. So, it means a lot to be a part of a uh, World Series of Fighting organization. Now... They call your opponent the wrestler, and I'm assuming he's an all-around wrestler, obviously. Um, but uh, have you studied any tape on him? Uh, what has been your primary focus getting ready for the wrestler? Uh, let the fans know. Uh, getting ready for the wrestler uh, is basically uh, uh, I-, I can't go off of what he done in his past. I just have to be ready for anything, and I, and I take every opponent like that. Uh, we, with the name being a wrestler, uh, you expect for somebody to wrestle. Uh, but this is MMA, so I always stay um, sharp, you know, in all aspects of the game. And with uh, my opponent, he's a uh, he's very slick, very explosive guy. He's a little bit shorter, you know what I'm saying? So he's able to get up under you pretty quick. And so uh, the biggest thing is working on my footwork and working uh, on my wrestling, you know. So. Uh, if anything, I think, uh, like you said, it, it, his name says it all, wrestling. So I need to be the anti-wrestler. He's, so he, I need to shut down all his uh, takedowns and break his spirit. He's not like the guy in that movie, The Wrestler, right? Mm-hmm. Doing the flying elbow off the top. 
<laughs> not at all. I'm sure he's, I'm sure he's not that storm. I'm sure he's not. But uh, speaking of staying sharp, you mentioned about staying sharp. And like like we said in the beginning of this, this conversation, this is a really big fight for you. It's your first time on national television. So I'm sure you want to come out with a bang. And just what type of impression you yourself are you looking to leave in this fight? I want to leave a jaw-dropping impression. Yes. All just right. A, just the old shit. Like, I don't know if I can say that. But <laughs> no, you old, fine, man. Oh, wow. Speak your mind. Oh, wow impression. Just say me or uh, That's what I want to do. Uh, I really want to impress uh, the uh, organization, and I want them to say, hey, we need to keep this guy around. As far as being a fighter is concerned, and like we, I always say, we are not fighters here at MMA Mayhem Radio, uh, but we always like to learn what's going on in the minds of the fighters. Now, if I look at your past history of fights, a lot of your fights, man, they, they, they go down to submissions. How do you turn a fight into making a, a knockout how, performance? How do you get that done, this fight? Man, um, basically, with, with me having a wrestling background, uh, uh, by the way, I have one knockout. And uh, my yep, last yeah, fight, you sure do. I, I, uh, my last fight, um, it was it could have been a knockout if I chose for it to be a knockout. Oh, so right. with me, it's not it's not a it's not a thing where I, I have to make it. It's just I have to say, okay, do I want to knock him out or do I want to submit him? You know, uh, it's, it's just basically uh, setting my goals. Like, okay, what what what's going to come? You know, and like I said, my past opponents haven't allowed me to uh, uh, demonstrate all my different um, skill levels. So if, 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 uh, if I, stop him, I stop him from taking me down, you will see a knockout, definitely. You will definitely see a knockout. And I'm see, guaranteeing that. You will see a knockout. With, I shut his, shut his, if it's starting to a stand-up battle, I, he's going down. And, and for all the fans listening out there and all up-and-coming fighters, that's what the world of MMA is turning into. You need to be very or extremely versatile in the sport and that's a great tool that you have there sir that you can go from standing up to the ground game and be a hundred percent positive that you can get the job done and uh, I guess that's the way MMA is evolving but there's not many of you as of yet I wouldn't say there's a lot of you there's a rare breed mm-hmm. yeah gone are the gone of the days of of being one-dimensional Brad very very good eye there yeah, that's um, the door. right exactly now as far as the uh, the big problem is concerned how did you how did you get that name real quick i, I got it from the man himself and that's uh jacal carnero uh my head coach he, he gave me that name after like a uh, couple months of me uh training and uh he just felt like um i, I was going to be a big problem for a lot of people just because of the versatility you know well so far he's right <laughs> so far he's been right yeah yeah so far he's been right Okay, cool. Kendrick, that's going to do it for us. We definitely thank you for the time. Do you have any sponsors or, or shout-outs you want to you wanna give? Man, I'd I just like to thank uh, Jim Winks, uh, Weeks uh, for supporting me. I'd like to thank all my uh, trainers in Atlanta, uh, Jakal, uh, Jamal, Jarrell, uh, the Black Zillion team down here in Boca Raton, Glenn Robinson, my manager, and Jim Wink, my PR. Uh, I appreciate the help. And being that you're from the A, you you got to come sit in with us, man. Give yeah, us some man. predictions yeah. on something. Yeah, some something, of that man. Southern hospitality, bro. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know how we, we do. Gotta get back. Yes, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, follow him yep. on Twitter at Kendrick Myrie. He is the big problem, and he'll be making his debut at the World Series of Fighting 3 at the Hard Rock Cafe Casino in Las Vegas, Nevada. That's June 14th. He'll be facing Krasmir, the wrestler 
Yeah. And that's going to do it. <laughs> See, yeah. I'm not even going to go for that last yeah. thing. Right, right, right. Go. I'm not, not today, not today. But we definitely thank you, man. That's going to do it for us. All right? All right, man. Thank you. Coming up next on MMA Mayhem Radio, we're going to be breaking down and wrapping up talking about UFC 160 and all the other good stuff going on this weekend in MMA. So make sure you stay tuned. You're listening to MMAMayhemRadio.com, and we're going to get down when you get down. I'm Elena. I have a master's degree in giving hope to children in Ethiopia. I'm John. My farm experience helped villagers in the Philippines feed themselves. If you have a degree in agriculture, the environment, or teaching English, you actually have a degree in doing more than you ever thought possible. Peace Corps volunteers can have a positive impact in the lives of people all over the world. To learn more, visit peacecorps.gov. I'm Elena. My resume now includes changing lives. Hey, what's going on? This is Lorenzo Monson Larkin. I fight for the UFC, and you're listening to MMA Mayhem Radio. Yeah, George, you know that music, right? It is time to recap the predictions of UFC on FX8 went down in Brazil. Brazil. Greasy. We effed up on the friggin' main event. Who was the culprit? I, I Who was the culprit? I didn't. Yes, you, you did. did. No, I didn't. You picked Rockhold. No, I didn't. Yes, you did pick Rockhold. No, I didn't. Dude. He's fronting, ladies and gentlemen. He's fronting. He's I know fronting. I picked Rockhold. Bad move on my part, because after the weigh-ins, I saw that weigh-in. I saw Belfort jacked up. <laughs> and I was like, man, he is in his mind. This one is going to be bad. No, I picked. Vitor just all around. So okay, then I did. I did too. Then if you have, if you have any questions, just go back and listen to last week's show. All right, all right, all right. So, 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 why Reese is trying to get his lies? I mean, uh, facts straight. Anyway, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna tell you the real man. Uh, Vitor Belfort came out and did what Vitor Belfort does, and that show up and show out in Brazil, which I knew he would. And I was telling everybody across the world, man, never doubt a Brazilian in his home country, man. So basically, what Vitor said is, I'm gonna give you this. Spinning heel, spinning back kick sandwich right to the mush, and you're gonna go down like a ton of bricks all the way back to San Jose, California. And if I'm not mistaken, I don't know if there was a payout in Brazil, but didn't only one Brazilian lose uh, during the night's event? Yeah, allegedly, uh, one Brazilian that lost, but. You know, in, in reality, he won. And, of course, Brad is talking about Rafael Dos Anjos and Evan Dunham. Allegedly, he lost, but in reality, he won. I'm confused as hell. No, because you said there was a pay, there was a supposed payout. So what I'm telling you is, yes, he should have lost that fight, but technically, he won the fight. Technically speaking. Technically speaking. That's it. Column, that's so. it. So, you know, but, hey, Evan Dunham, you know, he, he did his thing. I definitely felt like the fight could have gone his way, you know, but, hey. It's, it, it, it was it was the Brazilian's day. What can and, I say? And I do believe that Dana White, in Dana White's eyes, Dunham won that fight. So it still does um, Dunham some good for a good, great performance. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And also... Yeah, uh, I was talking about Nick L- uh, Nick Lentz, though, man. Nick Lentz is the one that beat the Brazilian. Yeah, right, right, right. That's that's right. Now, that did happen. You're right, Brad. That did happen. Nick Lentz uh, with the unanimous decision over Hakran Diaz. And then uh, we had Rafael Natal... Uh, Sapo, don't get him confused with Luis. Uh, Rafael Sapo Natal defeated uh, Zhao Zeferino in a very competitive contest. And Ooh, uh, Zeferino gassed bad in that one. Yeah, man. boy. And we all guessed it right. Ronaldo Souza beat down 
Chris Camozzi, first round, technical submission, beautiful. Yep, beat him to sleep. That man was, Brad, you were talking about Tylenol earlier. I think it's Kamosi that man. needs some Tylenol. And he got going on a honeymoon, too. Man. Don't fall asleep, Kamosi. Don't fall asleep. When you ask for Tylenol around here, nobody has it. Everybody has pampering. <laughs> and, uh, oh, yeah, Gleason T-Bow, man. Shout out to uh, to, to ATT, man. Uh, Gleason T-Bow did his thing against uh, John Charles. Got that guillotine choke submission. All right. And, you know, guys, uh, if you pick the right, uh, picks for your picks, like and pick, you pick your nose, and if you uh, pick and then you change your pick, like Reese did, uh, um, you uh, are um, either in the win column or the losing column. But right now, we're going to go to Championship Fighting Alliance. That's yeah. right, Coral Gables, Florida. It's going to be at the Bank United Center, May 24th, and the big fight. You would say it would be the main event, but no, all eyes are going to be on Fallon Fox as she takes on Elena Jones. Fallon Fox, first round, KO. I agree. Cosign. Write that down. I'm going to go with the other lady. Let's see. Elena Jones? Go. Come oh, on. of course. Even though she doesn't have a picture on her uh, sure dog account. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about going for the underdog. I'm going for her. I'm going for her. Let's go, Elena. AJ, let's go. Let's go. And, uh, you know, I guess the heavyweights are going to be taking it on. Mike Kyle taking on Travis Wolf. Travis Wolf, uh, he had an on and off outing over in Bellator. He would win, then he would lose. And, you know, I guess this is going to be a test. Mike Kyle is a monster, but I'm giving Travis Wolf the decision. It's going all the rounds. I'm going to go with the Mac, man. He got the power in his hands, got the power in his feet, got the power in his knees, and he trains with AKA too. So, Mike Mac Cow, man, first round KO. Let's do it. I'm going with who has a beard? Um, <laughs> no beards in there? Okay. Um, which one do you pick? I'm going with Mac, man. Mike, Mike Kyle, man. Mike Mac Cow. Okay, I'm going to rock with him then. All and right. I, then on the next one, I might go with Brad if I saw <laughs> Speaking of on to the next one, man, this Saturday night, y'all already know what it is, man. It's going down. UFC 1 to the 6 to the O. Velasquez versus Silver from the MGM Grand Garden Arena, the home of the fights. Las Vegas, Nevada, what stays in Vegas? Well, y'all know the rest. But anyway, uh, let's go ahead and break down a couple of these fights. Uh, Gray Maynard, the bully making his longer way to return, going up against a red-hot contender right now in the lightweight division, TJ Grant. It's wrestling versus jiu-jitsu. It's power versus intelligence. Storm, Reese, speak your mind. Well, I got to slide on in here. Gray Maynard, um, I think he is going to get his just desserts on this one. Gray Maynard has been, you know, another guy that, you know, he would uh, – he would work hard and try to get the win, but it looks like Frankie Edgar had his number, right? Mm -hmm. But uh, Gray Maynard trying to get back, doing his thing, 11-1. and one. And uh, TJ Grant, I think you are in trouble because there's going to be Gray Maynard's. I think he's got a lot of bent-up frustration. I think he's ready to deliver. He needs to win this fight, too. But um, who you going with, George? I'm going to go with the bully here. Uh, I think he's going to be too big and uh, too strong, and the wrestling's going to be too much. And plus, he works with AKA as well. And uh, his striking, I'm sure, has improved, and it's going to improve. And I think he's going to unleash that on TJ Grant. And I see it being a second-round TKO for the bully. I'm going I'm going with uh, 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 a prediction on Sunday. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll tell you guys on Sunday. No, nah, no, nah, you two went with Maynard, so I'm going to go with Grant. Okay. Maynard, second Just round. That thing right there. Oh, yeah, because of the beer. Because of the beer. beer. 
The beard. And we have, oh, this is one I'm really waiting, I'm really looking forward to, guys. Glover Tuckshira, one of the nastiest light heavyweights going on right now, is going to be going up against James Tahuna. And tell, tell us a little bit about James Tahuna there, MMA. James Tahuna, well, you know, he was on the Ultimate Fighter edition of the UK. Trade uh, was on uh, Michael Bisbing's team. You know, he's he's a well-rounded fighter. You know, uh, a young guy, got a lot of skill. Uh, can pretty much, you know, go the distance, do do whatever he needs to do. And, of course, we know about Glover Tashira, guys. I mean, he was a guy that took out my guy. Rampage, why you got to do him like that, Glover? Why you got to do him like that? But anyway, uh, he is nasty as they get. Um, it's It's a close call. But you know what? I'm gonna go with go with Glover Tashira, y'all. Who y'all got? Uh, I am going with who'd you go with? Glover Tashira. Who got man. the beard? Glover Tashira. Uh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, Glover Tashira. Got to go with him. Yeah. Tahuna. Nah, nah. Tahuna's gonna have a tough contest going against Glover Tashira. Twenty and two is Glover. Uh, like you said, beat down Rampage and is probably gonna get the victory here. I'm saying in the second round via TKO. Smell like Tahuna. <laughs> And, of course, I know we're looking forward to this, y'all. The co-main event. And, and, Storm, this is one fight that I've been talking to you about for months. Everybody is doubting, saying that my boy Mark Hunt does not have a chance against Junior Sagano. Dos Santos, I like both of these guys. I'm torn in between the two. But I think that Mark Hunt is going to come and shock the world. He's been waiting on this opportunity for a long time. He was trying to be denied. They, were, they weren't trying to give him a visa. They didn't want him to come over and take this fight. But guess what? It's going to happen, and it's going down. And ladies and gentlemen, Mark Hunt is going to knock out Junior Dos Santos in the first round. I, I said it. MMA Encyclopedia said it. Dream Weaver, I believe we can get come to the moon and lie. That's right. I think you're in dreamland. Mark Hunt, great run for you, sir. But you know what? You are done. Round one, Junior Dos Santos breaks your face. I am going to go with uh, with Storm on this one. I think his uh, I, I can't go too fast on this. So I think I think he's going to he's going to box him well. I mean, you don't slug with a guy like Hunt. So I think he's going to be ready for him. All right. Well, Dos Santos. Okay. Dos Santos. But anyway, uh, the main event, man, Cain Velasquez, Antonio Bigfoot. So I'm just going to put it like this. Cain Velasquez repeats a fight one round one. That is it. I'm going with a good, uh, just a good, good classic cane fight, just ground and pound and just wrestle and grind it out. Third, third round, a uh, decision. Uh, decision, who you getting, Kane? Yep, Kane. Um, yeah, uh, I love Kane Velasquez, outstanding wrestler. Uh, last time they faced off, he delivered the pain against Bigfoot, but Bigfoot has the win over uh -oh. Overeem. Uh -oh. He's American top team uh -oh. guy. One of my favorites. One of our first live interviews. He's going to do it. Bigfoot Silva gets the win. <laughs> Clubber time. He's going to knock him out with his hammer fist from hell. So we got a new champion? Round three. Round or, three. No, round four. It's going to be a oh, TKO. Yeah. Five rounds. I forgot about that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, you know we can we going gas, man. I think Silva's going gas. He can't keep up with Kane. Okay. All right, well let's try to keep up. Well, let's try to keep up with this. Let's try to keep up with these these shoutouts, man. Let's I go. I think to the fourth round. Okay, well let's go ahead and change on into these shoutouts, man. Change it. Here we go with the Twitter shoutouts, y'all. We got B Catino T S M M A. We got mind blowing you. We got L 
UT88. We got RSL MMA. Shout out to you, sir. RS Legendary Josh Bog and Teeny631. We certainly thank you so much. Also, fans, if you got questions or concerns about the show, email Joel at MMAMayhemRadio.com. If you got questions, that's the man to talk to. You can get free web designs from ApocalypseMMA.com. Roger O'Brien, you are the man. Bonesnappers.com. They signed us up. They put our show on their website. So check it out. Couchfighter.co. Michael Browning, thank you because without you, this was never going to happen. Facebook.com backslash MMA Mayhem Radio.com. Like it. YouTube.com backslash MMA Mayhem Radio. We have the flashback from episode 32 up with Sarah Malloy. Check it out. And MMA Mayhem Radio. Couchfighter on iTunes. Give us a five-star rating and give us a review. Because if you don't, we'll beat you up. Turn up.